The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back. Another hot episode of HBCU. It's your boy, Poopy. I got my man, Aunt Petty Murphy, in the building. What's good with you, my boy? It's been a day. It's been a day. I heard that, man. I heard that. Uh, man, man, what a... Um, we almost there, man. Celebration yeah. mode. Less than 48 hours. It's like... I was looking it up. It's like 30-something hours left, man. Celebration Bowl. Um, I was laughing at Erica um, was posting about her, her journey and said uh, <laughs> she ran into a, a fam you guy on the plane said he took off work for a funeral. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. Let's hope it's not a funeral. hope it's a good game and not a uh... – yeah, yeah, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. Our, our, our man BJ is supposed to be joining with us tonight, man. Um, I got a few things I want to talk to BJ about, man. Talk about this. Uh, we got to talk about this this coaching stuff, man. It's it's getting wild. Chaos. You know. But, you know, it's crazy. It's kind of – I kind of feel bad for the FAMU and Howard because – all the talk has been about the coaching carousel and all the chaos and the swag with. I feel and bad nobody for really been talking. About, oh man, it's been a rough week for my boy, man. He done been through the whole range of emotions this week, man. Man, he going through it, man. It's too funny, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we got to talk about this Florida Beach Bowl, man. Last night, yeah. I listen. I was very impressed, not just with the the play on the field, but a, a lot of things. You know the production wise, we, we're gonna talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say this too. I'm thankful I have somebody like you who monitors my tweets at times. Um, because obviously, everything um, my grandma used to say, everything come up, don't hate come out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I be wanting. I, I just want y'all to know it's it's a lot of stuff I want to say. God ain't through with me yet. It's a lot of stuff I be wanting to say, and I'd be like, "Hey, should I say this?" And be like, "Nah, nah, I don't do it." I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I I hold off. So, um, obviously everybody ain't got somebody like that in their life, but we'll get to it. Chill out, man. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> all right, man. Y'all know what time it is. Gotta get a shout out to our sponsor over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. 
Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we are back. Um, I guess we can go ahead and get started here. Uh, Florida Beach Bowl last night, the inaugural Florida Beach Bowl. Uh, this is actually, I mean, it's the first Florida Beach Bowl, uh, which is going to be a competition between um, the SIAC and CIAA. Uh, not necessarily the champions, because we we know that uh, both champions ended up going to the D2 playoffs. Um, but I think they say, like, the best available teams uh, will participate. Uh, so with that said, late last night we saw Fort Valley State versus Johnson C. Smith, and um, Fort Valley controlled the game from jump. Um, um, hold on, man. All right, we might not be uh, might be without BJ, man. I think he he still caught up, but it's all good. Um. But Fort Valley uh, controlled the game from jump. Uh, they scored early. Uh, then the rain came. And the game got sloppy on both sides. So uh, they ended up going to half up 16 uh, nothing on um, touchdown or well, two touchdowns and a safety. Uh, then came back. I think it ended, the final score was like 23-10, if I'm not mistaken. Uh but let me ask you, initial thoughts on the on the bowl game, on the uh Florida Beach Bowl. Man, uh <clears throat> I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, the weather kind of came and dampened the product on the field, pun intended. But uh see what man, you did there. I'm a little too, slow tonight. <laughs> two good, two good teams, man. Uh good atmosphere. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, good production. Um, it, I mean, overall, I think it was it was good. Um, I I enjoyed it. I think yeah. uh, we need to see kind of more um promotion leading up to it. I think to kind of get the, the word out there a little bit more, so the viewership numbers can go up a little bit. But I mean, o- overall, I I was pleased with the product. Over seven hundred sixty thousand. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. I mean, for inaugural uh yeah. game uh d2 I, I liked it um i i will say this um i i said production the picture quality um the the it was raining i couldn't yeah. tell it i That's couldn't it was kind of grainy looking because of the rain yeah, I can honestly I couldn't tell it was raining at first until like they started zooming in. I was like, oh, that's when I noticed. I was like, okay, oh, it really is because they were talking about it. I'll say that the announcers, the announcers was good. What one of the most hated was on there. Um, off script. 
great job. I, you know, what I'm saying you gotta give credit what credit is yeah. doing. Great I'm job. A, I'm a, people, yeah, he did a good job. A lot of people hate on him. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say hate on. Him. A lot of people don't like him, and some of the things uh, that go. He did a phenomenal job with the with the commentary. Um, they were accurate. The you know, what I'm saying the way they were were talking, they knew the game. They knew the players. They weren't just you know number nine with a missed catch. The quarterback. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Smith, how do you say that? How do you, they weren't doing all that? It's like they knew, like they cared. I put it like that. You you, you could tell this was um I'm trying to think. This was more of a and some I always tell people, make it look like it's a passion and not a last minute homework assignment. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like. And it was it was a, a, a great uh great showing, man. I I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, as you said, on the field production, you know, all of it. Um, this is a, I, I want to say, I, I know this is going to be kind of bad terminology. This is a spinoff of the, uh, <laughs> pioneer bowl, I guess you could say. Um, because it was, uh, they, they did the history as well. Start off as the pioneer bowl, uh, went away, came back as the pioneer bowl. Then it shifted from D one to D two. Then it went away and now it's back as the Florida beach bowl. So. Um, but I, I think they definitely got it right this time. Yeah, man. I think they definitely threw with what with what they got as a product. Um it, and even with the weather, it was still a good, pretty good mm-hmm. as well. So I mean, overall, you got you definitely gotta say it was successful. Uh nothing. Got to see the bands. Got to see the bands. That was another great thing um that I, I love seeing. So um you got the full experience. Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, I don't know how big the crowd was because I think it was like you said, advertisement. Um, uh, and when I say advertisement, man, just like getting the word out. Period. You know about this. Plus the weather. Um, plus the weather. That was another one. So, yeah. Um, but kudos, major kudos. Uh, me. Um, I have to, if I'm gonna go full Keith Lee. Watching the game, production, 9.2 out of 10. Play on the field, 8.9 out of 10. Overall game experience, I'll give it a 9.8. Definitely look forward to next year. Yeah, but... But I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. Um, it's I'm gonna tell you what it did though. It made me look made me I was looking forward to more football. Yeah, it kind of got me more, it kind of got me more ready for the celebration ball. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um celebration ball is the next next big bowl game or the, the last it'll be the official end of HBCU football for the season. So um definitely looking forward to that. Um Eleven o'clock, ABC. And y'all make sure y'all tune in. Uh, right now, I forget there. I think the viewership numbers. Um, I'm hoping, I'm praying uh, that this thing can get to two million in viewership because I think that's what it's been in the last few years. If it can be two million, maybe even three, because um, some people have been kind of taking shots at at the HBCU, but I mean at the uh, HBCU games and, and viewership and stuff. So. 
I definitely would love to see that get to, like I said, two, two, two to three mil viewership. Uh-oh. Next up, man, on this docket, Southern. Southern got their man. Uh-huh. Um, we talked. To, we we were on. Shout out to uh, from the Hill podcast. We went on there uh, Tuesday, and we talked about this game. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, this game. We talked about uh, this hire. Southern hired Terrence Graves. Uh, Ter- uh, coach Graves recently served as the interim head coach uh, during the Bayou Classic, uh, in which he is now undefeated, two and zero as a as a head coach, coaching for both sides. Um, but Terrence Grace was the hire, and um, I know we talked about it on on there. But let me ask you this: initial thoughts uh, of of the hire. Man, like I said on uh, from the hill, I I think it was a it was a good hire in the terms of he brings what they need at this time. You know, what I mean, he's gonna be a steady voice. He's gonna help reestablish the culture. You know, what I mean, he's he the players will will kind of buy into what he's what what he's uh what he's selling and. I think he'll help get them in the right track as far as rebuilding this program to where they want to be. I mean, when you look at what at what Dooley did, you know, he, he kind of underachieved based off expectations. But now you got a guy who can come in and who can kind of tear down to the studs in, in the sense, not the roster necessarily, mm-hmm. but the program as a whole, kind of get back to what they used to do and kind of the old Southern way. You know, he's been to Southern before. He knows what it, what it's like coaching there. He knows the swag. You know, what I mean, I think it was, a, it was a good hire. Um, he mentioned in his press conference uh, nearly 30 years um, ago uh, when he came in with Coach Richardson, um, under Coach uh, Legendary Coach Pete Richardson. Um, I, I'll tell you what I, I, I initially thought, and I and I said this on uh, from the hill. I thought, although I think it's a good hire, they fumbled again. Hey, gotta be somebody got to get fired. Um, hey, I picked up Vegas defense for my fantasy team. <laughs> Good job. Just because just because Justin Herbert was out, but I didn't know they was gonna do our list. Listen, I, I'm telling you, I think the Chargers just they ready to get rid of uh, Staley. Um, but back to the to, to Coach Graves. Um, I initially said I thought this was a. a a swing and a miss, meaning everybody knows. Well, I ain't gonna say everybody knows. It was no secret. Chinnis Bear was was number one, was target number one. Um, I don't know if he he you know if he came down for an interview. I don't know if they got a chance to present him with an offer or or anything like that. Um, but that was that was all we ever heard from you know from from most people from Southern. Uh, most of the fans, I, I didn't talk to many insiders. Um, and the ones that I, I do know, I didn't even talk about talk to them about uh, who they thought about coaching and stuff because everything I had heard was Chinnis Berry. So, went on that when the announcement was made that it was Terrence Graves. Um, I don't know how many people initially reacted. I reached out to a few people who, you know, are alum. Um, and every response I got was, I know him personally. 
great dude. I'm so happy for him. I don't know if I was necessarily looking at him to to remain as the head coach, but I think he'll do uh he'll do well. He's going to serve us well. Um, and, and Hitman said he should definitely get more than two years. I think he will. Uh, for one thing, I think it's it's a he's a he's definitely a culture fit. I think he knows the, like you said, the Southern way, what Southern needs. Um, he knows the heartbeat of that program. So. I think it was a good hire in that sense. Um, wins and losses on the field, that'll come. But as far as keeping this team together and, and, and things of that nature, I think it was a great hire. What he does around him with his staff, that's another thing I'm going to keep my eyes out for because that's you cool. – yeah. Yeah, so that's that's another thing I keep, I'm going to keep my eyes out of, uh, keep my eyes out for. But as of right now um, – I'm like I said. I'm I was a little shocked just because, like I said, I knew you know it was no secret who they wanted. So, yeah, but I still think it's a good pickup. Yeah, I I, I agree. And at the same time, like Hitman said, he should get more than two years. I think that's based off the expectations. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, when you looked, when you hired Dooley, you know you saw what he was doing at Prairie View, and then you expected him to come over to Southern and do the same thing. Well, I don't think you hire Coach Graves with the expectation of making the SWAG championship next year. You know what I mean? You you hire him with the expectation of kind of rebuilding this program and getting this program back on track. So I think <coughs> expectations alone will kind of allow him to have more time and give him a little more leeway to do what he needs to do. But to your point about I think his staff is going to be key uh, I think he definitely needs to bring in a good offensive coordinator, you know, um, and just let him have free reign with the offense. I know, you know, you mentioned KJ Black. We, we've heard other names being mentioned, Ted White, and some other names being mentioned. Who are some good offensive coordinators? So they're not necessarily for the Southern job, but just names we've heard mentioned who are back in the coaching ranks. So if they can land someone like that as their offensive coordinator then I think he'll be off to a great start in his tenure. Yeah. I, I don't want to get in rumor mill much, yeah. uh, but I, I do know why well, I can say that. I have heard reasons why a lot more coaches um, weren't necessarily looked at. Well, they were looked at in contact and talked to, but I for mean, various reasons. A.D. Banks came out and said a lot of them wanted too much money. I mean, when they uh, – I was talking to one of my homeboys, uh, and that question came up: Do you think that uh, do you think that they couldn't afford who they really wanted? You know, considering the buyout that they got to pay yeah. and things like that. I'm not gonna say that, but I do think that it, uh, money might have took some people off the board. You know what I mean? Whenever they heard what their demands or what they what they wanted to be compensated was, so. I'm not going to say the only reason they got Coach Graves is because they couldn't afford who they wanted, but I do think money played a factor in who all they oh, were yeah. after. Yeah. Now, this is funny. Hitman says, I think he can do great. Probably won't be FAMU, but I can see them competing in the West. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but, man, it's, it's the West itself is wide open. Uh, coaching, coaching changes. Um we talked about it. Uh, this will be 
a brand new head coach will meet next year at Swap Media Day. Um, another coach we we've we've seen him, we've talked to him, not hadn't necessarily interviewed him. Um, but um, I don't know if he stay. He's gonna be still be at um, <laughs> be at where we know him at to be at. Coach Fred McNeil. Um, it was it was reported that he accepted a a, a job at Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. He has come out and denied it. He's mm-hmm. talked with his staff. Says I am still the head coach at Alcorn State. Um, our man G fighting for his life over there. That man been <laughs> putting out reports, trying to talk. Um, ball, but he said it last week when we had him on. Um, balls in, in, in Coach now court. Um, Alcorn still wants them. They're they're offering and everything. Um, and it's funny how how things can change in, in a year because there's a lot of people trying to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And now here it is, you know, they they don't want them to go and stuff, which I, I definitely understand. Uh but man, what are your thoughts? This whole Texas and them, I mean not Texas, Texas Southern uh pulling off this heist, if true. Well, I mean you know what they say. Texas got money. Uh I think that's what it would boil down to ultimately, in my opinion. But uh honestly, I kinda I kind of want him to stay at Alcorn just because I think that they would really have a shot at making a celebration ball next year. Mm. Uh, I can agree with that. So I kind of really want him to stay there. But at the same time, I understand you got to do what's best for you and yours. You know what I mean? Like, and if that's an opportunity you can't pass, it ain't like you're going to, you know what I mean, a, a terrible situation. You know what I mean? You, if you can convince Andrew Body to come back, then you you definitely working with something. So, I honestly, I don't know what to make of it right now. It's, it seems like every 10 minutes is another report saying that he's going to a, the other school or staying with the other school. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, what right now, I don't think I can tell you. Coach Manan is most likely coaching in the SWAC next year, and he'll be in the SWAC West. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything definitive. I thought it was definitive that he was going to Texas Southern. Then all these other reports came out. So until I hear something from Coach McNair, until I see a press conference, I ain't I ain't got to comment until I see a press conference. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, like I said, man. Uh. This situation changed quick. Yeah, his situation changed quick. Um, he lit like I said last year. We knew what the you know same conversation was. Um, this year he came out. Look, I, I'll say this: he looked a lot more energized. I know they were talking about he was tired. He was gonna give it up. He looked a lot more energized. He looked like he was ready to coach another team. Um, and and it, the changes made. Felt like he was making them to to stay at uh at Alcorn. You would think, you know, he he's you know. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, if I got to put money on the man, Coach McNair will be coaching in the swag weight this year. Um, and that's what we're going to leave it at. I think he'll be. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I with you. I would love for him to come back to, uh, to Alcorn, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Chuck say, he heard he heard the rumors. He he wants to see on uh, the press conference and the John Hancock. Right. Um, <laughs> like I told G, you better get a a a, a blow drive and, and make that ink dry fast. So, um, but yeah, that's that one. Um, I don't know. Don't even ask me. I don't know. I don't know, bro. And seven, ten days. Travion Scott said seven to ten, seven to ten days, and then he came in seven to ten days. He came out with the search committee. He must have meant in seven to ten days. I'm gonna drop the search committee, and then seven to ten days after that, you're gonna get the coaching high. So like, I don't. I, I told you. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I told you. What I think it is. Grambling when he put it out there, he meant seven to ten business days. It's um, been past that shit. <laughs> Holidays was in there too. Um, you gotta extend it. Um, uh, he had some uh PTO or something. Them days was rest. I, I don't know. Oh yeah, I man, think, I think Quit playing. I, I think it's all right. So this is what it's just my opinion. <laughs> I think they was gonna go ahead and read. And, and the backlash. And that guy had a lot of backlash from the fans and the alumni. And they might be trying to let it die down a little bit, then announce the hire, but I don't know. I've been hearing other names, though, so I don't know. At this point, I I'm, I got to wait till I see a press conference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just it's funny to me. Um, Grambling is uh, Grambling is I, I'm trying to find the best way to put this Grambling gets in the way of their own success at times I mean I can't argue with that um, some, the, the question was asked on other shows, uh, I think I don't know. Khalil asked us. I think Khalil may have asked us here or or just off off the air. But did they fire Hugh too soon? And I don't know if we've actually talked about it. I mean, I here. answered the question. Yeah, I th- was that on that. I know from the Hill asked show? us too, but I can't remember if Khalil asked us. I mean, I think. I think the two things can be true, right? Like, yeah. I think you could say he was fired too soon when you look at the fact that the team was improving from year one to year two. And then when you look at bringing Miles Crowley back and what you could do going into year three, I think you can make the argument he was fired too soon. But at the same time, I think you can make the argument that if it ain't a fit, it ain't a fit. And it's not going to be a fit in year three, year four, year five. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not a fit somewhere, time ain't going to change that. you just not a fit. 
And so I, and I think that was the case with Gremlin. I just think Hugh just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. Um, shout out to my boy Lionel. He said that all these schools taking all day to hire somebody. They all obviously had Chinese Berry or Bus. That's big facts. Um, I don't. I don't listen. I. I, I don't know uh, any. I don't have any inside information on what's going on at AM with with Coach, with Coach Maynard. <clears throat> but I. I will. I, I believe this is um, how their their outlook on it. He's got one more year left on his contract. Um, we can wait it out a year. You know, if he improves, okay. If not, we don't have to pay anything, um, and we can move on. Grambling, I think they were in a situation where they didn't necessarily have to pay a buyout, uh, but I don't think they also had anything set in place for. Yeah, I don't think they had a real plan. If he if if he leaves or if we let him go, this is who we're gonna you know replace him with. At this time, all you have is John Simon. Or happy belated birthday, by the way, uh, Coach Simon. Um, all you have is Coach Simon as your interim. Uh, some people say that he should get a shot, um, which would be interesting that both the interim coaches got had, you know, saying for for Southern and Grambling had the tags removed. But you want to know it's interesting to me. But- both Travion Scott and John Simons both went to the same high school. Mm, yeah. And not, maybe not at the same time, but they both went to the same school. So you would think that there would be some kind of relationship there between the two. I mean, I'm, I'd i be cool with John Simons getting a job. I think it, it goes to the same um, thing, like same things we said about Coach Graves. It may not have been who you wanted initially, but I think it's a, you know, he, he, they, he knows the, the way of what, you know, Grambling wants in, in their team. And, um, he can keep the team together. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you need to <coughs> signing day is less than Wednesday. a week away. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you you handcuffing your next coach by waiting this long to hire him. Big facts. Big facts. Um, hey, let me ask you a question Why, since you brought up Alabama a and Okay. What's your thoughts on the tweet? Mm. Um. I'm going to take one of your quotes. Two things can be true. Um, I think what Coach Taylor said was uh, it was it was absolutely true. Completely true. Um, but it's true not just at HBCUs. It's true for any school that's not on the uh, FBS Power 5 level. Um, I've heard Coaches say, um, if you come here, you know, we can get you ready for the next levels, no matter what they are. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, wink, wink. 
Um, I've heard people say, hey, um, uh, we we've we've had uh success with players and they named players that were at their school and then transferred to power five schools or G five schools or, or however you want to look at it. Um it's being said the he he said the quiet part out loud. Um should he have said it? No, absolutely not. Do not dock it, put that on there. The internet is forever. Uh, he deleted the tweet, but it's everybody, people screenshot it, knew, you know, it, it's, I think it was, um, like I said, completely true. Wrong time to say it. Shouldn't have said it. Yeah. What about you? It's a bad look, bro. Um, That's another while, thing. While it may be while there may be some truth in the fact that kids go to HBCUs and then have an avenue to a bigger a bigger school, so to speak, um, we've seen that in the past. But it's a bad look to be basically using your recruiting pitch to say, hey, come to HBCU and then we'll get you ready to go P5. You know what I mean? Like you basically you basically use an HBCUs as a feeder program to, to all these power five schools instead of making HBCUs the end destination. Um why not just say, hey, come to HBCU and we'll get you ready to go pro? Come to HBCU and we'll get you exposure so you can be seen by the scouts. You know what I'm saying? Like you may completely agree. You made the Power Five school the destination instead of the HBCU. You basically treated HBCUs like some Power Five prospects treat junior college. That's exactly you know what, what I mean? yeah. I'm gonna go there for a year to get my grades right or whatever the case may be, and then I'm gonna go to a Power Five school. That's what you just basically attributed. I mean, yeah, attributed HBCUs to be. Yeah. Um... <sighs> If you're AM, um, Tank Dale, <laughs> Abraham, um, what's the other guy? Allure. I think that's his name. Um, and I, I can go on. Those are just some of the notable names that, that pop in my head. Um, all pretty much came to AM. Had a, a, a hot season, season or two, um, and went on the other play. Tank Dell is in, until he got injured. Tank Dell was a a star, cutting it up. Star. He 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 was probably one of you know saying top two for rookie of the uh, rookie offensive rookie of the year. But again, like I said, he got hurt, and when you see something like that. When you when you see players like that, and then you hear this tweet, I understand his sentiment because it's it's, it's like he's facing his reality. Yeah, but, but you do, don't have to say that. more of a reality. Say that again. D- do you want it to be more of a reality? No, I, I mean, I you, you know don't want like so. Yeah. Why I understand that might be his reality, but at the same time, like you putting it out there is just 
gonna open it up for more people to do that. That's why I said it's it's two things can be true. I think that's his reality. I think that's their reality. The problem is you don't say the quiet part out loud. You don't. You know it, it's. And as as your boy say, um, PV versus everybody. I don't think you can build a successful program with that mindset, though. Agree. Agre- D Lob don't think he had to say it, but let's try to do better and change it. Try to change HBCUs to become the destination where kids <coughs> go to HBCU instead of saying, "Hey, we know you want to go P five, mm-hmm. you know." Start making HBCUs where they want to go. Yeah, um, and then you had when you say stuff like that, and then you and I'm. I, it's not sports, but it, it's kind of along the same lines. The young lady who came out today with or, or the clip video clip that's circulating, what she said was, you know, she was looking at a um, um, HBCU in Atlanta, and she saw how I was. She's like, "This how y'all living?" You know, I thought we were supposed to be living. This HBCU supposed to be living your luxurious. Um, HBCU life, um, she said. So she ended up going to a PWI, and <laughs> when I saw that, I thought that was it, it's it's terrible because is I've I've seen I've been to different dorm room. Well, let me rephrase that. Let me slow down because that this <laughs> that might come off wrong. I have been to, I've seen several different campuses and how the dorms look at several different campuses, whether it's PWI, HBCU, or, or whatever. And um, most, I mean, they're most, uh, a lot of them, most of them that I've been to, well, no matter what, are very, are nice, but they all look like a jail cell anyway. They're so small, you cramped in there. So, or, or, or part, the apartment styles now, they still yeah. look small. I mean, it's not like you talking about a luxurious life. That's crazy. But anyway. You want to go ahead and take that, read that comment? Yeah. My boy say, let's be real. While Dion was here, was this the convo? Why does it need to change? Because he's at Colorado. Then he said, North Dakota State don't have that mindset. It's come here and go to the league from here. Bingo. I think that's true. I mean, when Dion was here, it was power fives. Uh, power fives, you don't have to go power five. You know, you can come HBCU and do everything you can do at a, at a power five <clears throat> HBCU. Now, all of a sudden, it's, well, come here and go to the power five where you want to go. Terrence Roberts brings this up. FAMU is using Bell, Smith, and Land to show that HBCUs are the destination. I'm going to add another la- uh, lane to that. Cordell Thomas. We know him from, you know, since his days at LSU. He's at FAMU now getting getting his shot and doing damn good. So I, and I love the fact that we are seeing this now, seeing that these players are um, – Coming to HBCUs as like as you said, and as the everybody's saying, as the destination. Um, yeah, I just I, I I I hate what he said. I understand why he said it. I think what he said was accurate. I think that it can be changed. So, I agree. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um FAMU. 
South Carolina State don't need to groom you for your Power Five programs. Um, <laughs> but if you would never, <laughs> he wouldn't. Um, it's several coaches. I I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to affect many things. I tell you what, it's what we just talked about. Uh, this being the last year uh, of a contract. That's something you definitely didn't want to, you know, saying how it come out. And Coach Mayne ended up having to come out and make a statement. Um, so that was, yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Um, that's a good question, D-Lob. Let's take this in. So D-Lob asked, so what are, the, what are those, the top three things we need to do to make HBCUs a destination for top recruits on a consistent basis? You want me to be honest? Yeah, because I uh and I oh 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 Terrence got one of my like one of my top ones. NIL money. Okay. NIL money. What else? Exposure. And Terrence says, and to be honest, HBCUs are getting a lot of publicity right now. HBCUs have plenty of ESPN games. Is ESPN games enough? <clears throat> No, I mean, it, well, we're getting ESPN games, but they're ESPN Plus. So technically, you're still out there, but you do want to see more, more what's called it. I'll tell you another thing, a third one improve your product on the field. Yeah, I was going to, my third thing was going to be uh, facilities. That's that. If you want to get some of these kids start coaching HBCUs, you're going to have to, you're going to have to start being able to compete. With some of these G five and smaller P five schools, when it comes to NIL money, when it comes to facilities, and you're gonna have to have more exposure. And exposure doesn't necessarily have to be ESPN games. It can be getting a better social media presence. You know, Bingo, what I'm saying? That's it, it, it could be. You know, what I mean, it could be getting getting your highlights on ESPN more. You know what I mean, or getting getting stuff played on first take or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? You got to be you got to be able to compete with them or be on the even playing field with them. And once you start doing that, that's whenever the product on the field becomes better. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you talked about <clears throat> NIL money and money. Um it made me think <clears throat> Ooh, that's a good one. What's that? What's that? Better training for medical is one. Yeah. Um, golly, I, it slipped my mind because it was some wit when you talked about money and we're talking about training. Um, I'm not training. I can't even remember what it's gonna come back to me though. Um I think yeah, the training definitely. Um I would love to see more of um, development from from your skilled players, wide receivers especially. Um, a big reason why a lot of wide receivers, although they may be talented and stuff, they get hit is their route running. Route running is big, big in college. Um, and it, it can be something as simple as the way they drop their hips 
uh, or um, the way they um, like foot placements. It, it's stuff like that. It, it's it's the small details that are that separate. Uh, a lot of times where a kid actually gets looked at and gets a shot and, and can be considered a quote-unquote developmental player or uh, a guy who's just going to be on the practice squad or or even get an invite. A lot of times it's just those those smaller details. If we can get that kind of training, that would be huge. So. Man says Kamara Stevens left us uh, for Jack State, and he's doing uh, Jacksonville State because um, I know somebody might think uh, Jackson State, but they say he's done fine. But if he would have stayed, he would have been getting serious consideration for the league due to Bell, Land, and X Man. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, Ron Jack Williams got a good point. HBCUs need better quarterback play. That would be a lot more exposure. I think true too, though. And honestly, if we want to be honest, you got to start playing. You got to start playing games against some of these other FCS schools, to where you can start showing that your level of competition is where you know what I'm saying where you needed to be at. I mean, you playing against no disrespect, but playing against Edward Waters and and Miles and Lincoln, Lincoln, California, and all these kind of schools. It looks good for your record, well, unless you're Alabama State with Miles. But you know what I mean. It looks good for your record, but at the, like, what does it prove to these scouts? You know what I mean. What does it prove whenever you could go play a Stephen F. Austin or you could go play, you know what I'm saying, a Harvard like Howard does. You know what I'm saying, or you can go play somebody I mean, Christian. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can play these different type of schools and you can show that your level of competition is on par with those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely um yeah, I, I, that was that was like I said, grandma, you said everything come up, don't have to come out. So I don't even know where that tweet even came from. It was like so random. Um, I, and it was like I guess it was like a recruiting pitch or whatever, but yeah, I I, I I don't know, I don't know, but yeah. Um, as mentioned, man, we do got the celebration bowl coming up. What's good, Doc? Um, hold on, hold on, Doc. Sitting at the dock. Dock going and hop up. Golly, they scored again. Say what? So oh, you sent that to everybody. Yeah, I put that there. Yeah, yeah. We ain't got a what's called. Oh, I'm finna be blocking people. Nah, ain't gonna ain't gonna <laughs> we'll be able to see. Um <clears throat> D Law said, I wonder if. P. Daddy gonna give another million. Nah, he he gonna he gonna save them for legal fees. Um, 
Chuck, I'm suspicious about Lincoln University of California just like I am about Virginia University of Lynchburg. I still hadn't read the full story on that, and I, don't, I don't, so I'm not going to talk about that. But yeah, that's that's a very interesting, interesting topic in itself. They dropped, they know I'm 42 on these boys in the first half, bro. Staley got to be gone tonight. <laughs> tonight. That's wild, bro. Pack your bags. Uh, they might leave him on a tarmac. Um, celebration bowl. Uh, we didn't talk about this at the Aussie. What? 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 Say that again. preaching. I said D-Live Bowie preaching. My bad. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, um, but yeah, I was saying Celebration Bowl has been, we talked about it at nauseum. Um, I was hoping, like, having B, BJ on, kind of talk a little bit more of the X's O's. That's what we hadn't talked about. Um, we've talked about, you know, saying who we think can win, you know, saying this, this unit might do better, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I think it's going to be close. Um, I know we we talked to Erica and G. They gave their predictions. Um, we gave our predictions on from the Hill podcast. Do my do it on Hill. Um, give me Fam U twenty seven twenty four. Matter of fact, and I want to add something to that. Fam U comes back in the fourth quarter. Mm. Fam U comes back from down two scores in the fourth quarter. Win. Ooh. See, I got it going a little different. I got family winning 27-21. But I got family jumping out to an early lead. Mm. And then Howard coming back. And then family scoring a late, a late touchdown to win the game. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I don't think that this is a runaway for either team. Um I think it's gonna be a hard fought battle. Both teams will be able to, you know, what I'm saying, pick something to, to 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 take apart. I guess you could say, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Um, you got anything? It's, I don't know. Like I said, we didn't talk about the the, the celebration ball at Nas. You got anything else? No, nah, not on that. I think uh, we beat that horse enough. Yeah. Um. D Lob dropped this in the uh of course you don't think it's gonna be Ron Jab said I don't think it'll be close. Of course you don't. <laughs> but here we go. D Lob says, I wish all of our schools can at least do cost of attendance. That can help lure players away from other FCS schools. Bingo. Bingo, getting them, getting it, giving them just a little bit of money every semester, man. That's why, like the NIL deal, if you had cost of attendance, you might not need an NIL deal. You know what I mean? Because they're getting a little change either way. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, what else we got? Uh, you got any? Uh, Basketball news, HBCU basketball news. Um, 
I was just looking at some of the scores. Uh, Alabama State fought a close one yesterday um, and ended up losing to LSU. Um, Alabama and them had uh, UAB in the house and uh, had it close and then ended up losing that one. Um, D-Lob, you'll want to be here on Monday. Definitely be here Monday. Gremlin lost to uh, Drake tonight. Not a rapper, neither. How what was that score? Because I, I... 6856. Oh, okay. And then Howard Howard won last night against somebody named Regent. And uh never heard of her. Stony Brook beat Norfolk State. And then on Tuesday night, Central beat A and T in a pretty good game. 67-62. Gotcha. Thought I had. I thought I picked that. Uh, Grandma. I guess I didn't. I was trying to. Um, Grandma. He said, "What was going six to eight, fifty-six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's not bad. They were like twenty-three point underdogs in that game. So, um, somebody put up early. I did see. Um, matchups you want to see and um. Like college by HBCU college basketball, men and women. And our good man Kelly had a good one. He had two good ones. I want to see UAPB women versus Norfolk State women. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah. He he put UAPB in women's UAPB versus Jackson State. We should see that though. No, he's saying like Games we're looking forward to this year. I oh, guess okay. I, I, I explained. Oh, I was saying, yeah, I was saying like games that you wish you could see. Oh, yeah, my bad. I explained it wrong. So, yeah, that's gonna be a good one, though. Yeah, and on the men's side, Southern versus Jackson State. Yeah, yeah, I want to see. Man, you can't sleep on Texas, uh, Texas Southern, though, bro. Johnny, John. oh, not no, definitely can't. Um, because they'll find a way to win. Uh, they'll they'll go into the tournament. Ten they'll and, find a way to win the tournament. Yeah, ten and thirteen or something like that, and win the tournament. Um, now, if we talk about matchups that uh, that we would like to see that aren't necessarily on the schedule, I wouldn't mind seeing Howard versus Jackson State. Men and women. Men. I was thinking Howard versus uh since you said Howard versus Jackson State, I I'll stay away from that. Norfolk State versus Southern. I wouldn't mind seeing Central versus uh Southern basketball. Mm. Okay. Speaking of we mentioned Norfolk State. We ain't talk about it though. Um Situation with Norfolk State versus uh, uh, Illinois State. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about what happened. I, I seen, I, I, ain't, I saw the headline, but I didn't read the story. Okay, so I, I'll give, I, I did, because I read the story and then I also uh, watched the videos that, uh, with the interview with uh, uh, the head coach for Norfolk State. Um, I can't, I, I wouldn't blank on his name just that quick. Basically, is at the end of the game. Um, uh, Norfolk State player, uh, 
uh, Thomas. Um, he had just scored, I think, and was getting ready to go to the line. And he was over on, on the sideline, like across from the – it was across from the, the benches and the scores table. And the, and the fan, him and the fan were kind of going, you know, saying back and forth. And he said the fan called him N-word. Referee was over there. Yeah, referee was over there and kind of, you know, saying referee kind of tell him, hey, you know, saying quit talking to the fan, get over there. He kind of told the referee what happened. The referee was like, okay. He's like, but hey, you just just go over there. He went over there and told his coach. And you can see them in the, if you watch the video, you can see the moment he told his coach what was happening. And the coach immediately got mad and started walking on the court and was starting to walk over to the fan. And the referee stopped, blew the whistle, stopped him and stuff. And then he, went over to the other coach, to Illinois State's coach, and was telling him what was said or what was being said. And I think he said the Illinois State coach was like, I don't care. And they and that's when they got into it. And both, both you know, say coaches got technicals. After the game, Illinois State coach talked, you know, he said, I, 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 he apologized and stuff and said, basically, he didn't realize what he was saying to him. Yeah. What he was telling him happened. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but you know, stuff like this happens way too often. Um, but he says he didn't hear what was said to him. He just said, I don't care. He said, I, he definitely cares and, and stuff like that. And they should have had the fan removed or, or, or whatever. Um, Chuck brings up a good point says, uh, Norfolk State and Illinois State basketball game indicates the toxicity that still exists in our society socially. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, BJ has said before we did our uh, Super Walk episode, um, talked about how sports is a microcosm of, the, of our society. Um, it's terrible that that happened. That that interaction happened. Um, it should never happen. There's no place for it in this sport. Uh, there's no place for it in this world. Um, but I think Coach uh, Robert Jones. I think this is. God, I, I got Google Hill. Oh, why am I not looking at it? Hold on. That is Robert Jones. All right, uh, Coach Jones. Uh, thank you, Chuck. Uh, Coach Jones um, did. I think he did the right thing, you know, in that situation. Um, and I think that had he known or had he, I, I would like to think that had he actually listened to what was going on, uh, Illinois State coach would have done the 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 right thing too, and would have been just as irate. So yeah. I would like to believe so too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that's it, man. That's all I got for tonight, man. I don't know if you got anything else. Nah, that's all I got for tonight, my boy. Looking yes, for this weekend. I am. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say announce it. Starting in um next year, we're gonna have to figure out get get some uh get some of y'all on here as far as like fan calls and stuff like that. Uh yeah, let y'all interact, call in, say something. I, I will say this. Y'all ain't going to get us canceled. I will click that button quick. We will click that button quick and get y'all up out of here. But uh, 
no, seriously, man, we, you know, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, so y'all stay tuned as we try to figure out how we're going to work that out. Um, but with that, man, I hope everybody who is going to the Celebration Bowl is safe, has a good night, um, or good safe travels. Um, day party, HBCU nightly day party. Uh, there's a couple more parties, but check them out. And uh, I don't know. That's all I got. I got to find my wish card. Here we go. Like that. We're out. See y'all on Monday. Coach Don Thornton to be on. See y'all Monday. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Bring me my money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.